The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. The pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. At 106, it's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Let me ask you, was someone you know recently in an accident, either you or a family member, if you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Did someone hit your car or were you in some kind of a collision, whether it is a uh, you know minor fender bender or maybe even more serious damage like a Tiger Woods situation? Call West Front Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Well, folks, good afternoon. <coughs> Again, I apologize. At 107, it's John DePietro. You know, there's all this, um, I'm seeing some headlines. Uh, Mike Mott is going to join me coming up at 1.30. You don't want to miss this. There's all this um, talk about tomorrow there may be an attack or there's a lot of chatter about an attack on the Capitol. I, I'll just, be, I don't believe it. I, I just, I don't believe it. I think it's being drummed up to continue to try to frighten people from being Trump supporters, from being uh, Republicans. I know, but the only reason on January 6th that those people, and there were, let's just say there were, you know, 100, 200 people. They were there to cause trouble. The only reason they were able to pull that off is because they were in a crowd of thousands. If on January 6th, if 200 people just showed up, they wouldn't have been as successful. Where it, it, It's much like many of the protests we saw over the summer, which is when you have a mob, right? When you have a mob of literally thousands of people and someone throws a bottle or people start charging or, you know, whatever, throwing things at the police, what have you. Well, it's tough when you have a, a mob and some people are being peaceful and then others are, you know, causing problems. But something that I think Governor McKee, that I want to ask him about tomorrow, folks, and he is the governor, is uh, is now Governor Dan McKee. How about the fact Texas masks are off and they're 100% open? Masks are off in Texas, 100% open. Now, CNN, MSNBC, they are freaking out. Oh, how can you do this? Listen. The weather is milder. I don't know if you've been to Texas. I've been to Texas. A lot of pride in Texas. When I have visited, I've been to uh, Dallas, Texas. I've been to Houston. When you're there, folks, first of all, I loved Big D. Dallas is great. And I attended the Super Bowl in Houston. But when you're there, people absolutely love it. They love it. They wouldn't want to live anywhere else. And a lot of people, as you may know, have moved to states that have seen their populations really increase. Well, really three, but Arizona and but Texas and Florida, Texas and Florida right now. Mississippi's trying to get some of that, but it's really been Texas and Florida. But California, I mean, how is it that Texas is going to lift all the mass mandate? And uh, right now, the governor of California is saying that it's it's absolutely reckless that they're going to fully reopen. But but this is these are the same people that are trying to say that it's not safe to go back to school. These are the same people, by the way, that need to be held accountable. The same people that were saying, oh, here we go with the outbreak after the Super Bowl. You know, some of the local media people um, and some of the they're very progressive socialist type media people. Oh, well, here we go. Look at all those kids. They're all going to be on ventilators. None of them are on ventilators. Was there an outbreak after the Super Bowl? No, there was no outbreak. No, folks, we have the vaccine. By the way, the virus is not as strong as it was a year ago. I repeat, the virus has mutated. It's not as strong as it was a year ago. It is safe to open everything up. Now, I don't know about the no masks. I don't know about that because people with pre-existing conditions and older people, 
there's still plenty of people that should be wearing the mask. But I also want to be very clear. If you're one of those people and you don't believe in it and you say, I'm not getting the vaccine and I'm not, I, 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 then, then you are the one. There will still be people that are going to end up in the hospital with COVID. And there are still going to be people <coughs> that are going to die in the hospital from COVID. But no one that has received the vaccine has died from COVID. No one that has received the vaccine has died from COVID. Yesterday, President Biden had one of his, uh, you know, he comes out and reads the teleprompter a little bit. Now, I know the other day Donna Perry said, you know, how much longer is this going to go on? My, my thought is it's not ending. It is absolutely not ending. Because why would it? He's got a 61% approval rating. He's the president. And it's working right now. He's not going to. He's not. I don't even think he's up to it. I'm just saying if I worked for President Biden, which obviously I don't. But if I worked for President Biden, why? Why put him out there? He's not up to it. He would. It's not he's prone to mistakes. He would make mistakes. No need. No need. I know people are saying he needs to have a press briefing. He's not going to have a press briefing. But right now, I'm telling you, Governor McKee, he should be one step ahead of all the other states opening up. Open it up. Now, I don't know about the no masks. And you've got to keep the vaccine pumping out. But Texas, it's going a little, little fast. But not that fast. It's actually not. I don't think it's actually going that fast. But it's definitely going it's definitely going a little, you know, he's moving at a faster speed, but that's the way they are. You know what else is? I, I actually don't get the whole Dr. Seuss thing. I know it's been dominating conversations and all these people are upset about it. What I don't understand about the Dr. Seuss thing is, and I'm looking right now at one of the symbols, and it's someone who's Asian and they have chopsticks in a bowl and they have, I forget the, what you call those hats, but... Um, I, I don't know why they just don't change some of the renditions. And I guess in If I Ran the Zoo has some pictures of African American. I don't know why they had to stop publishing it. I mean, couldn't they just revise it a little bit? Um, I, I don't I don't get that part about it. And I know a lot of people are upset, but it's not the worst thing in the world. I agree there's other important things, but this endless conversation about Dr. Seuss. I don't get that. I want to also highlight for you, this was President Biden yesterday. You know, the media didn't pick up on this. It is true that the teachers unions absolutely control him. I mean, that part is, I mean, without question, they do. But I want to play, this was um, President Biden yesterday. This comment, I listened to him. I was watching and listening, more listening than watching. But but listen to what he says about, no, it's one thing, I also... To disagree. Listen, if, if they need to get the teachers the vaccine to get them back in the classroom five days a week, then whatever. Those kids need to be back in the classroom. You have a lot of young teachers. The bulk of teachers are under the age of 40. So you have many healthy teachers, 20s and 30s. Do they really need the vaccine? I don't think so. But at this point, if it's going to get the kids back in the classroom, so be it. Even though, folks, right now on this, third, on this uh, Wednesday, March 3rd, a lot of Catholic schools, private schools, those kids are back five days a week. CDC said it's safe to go back. They're not super spreaders. But Biden is a slave to the teacher unions. But this somehow slipped through the cracks a little bit yesterday. Listen to this was him talking about schools and teachers. Essential things like more teachers to reduce class sizes, more buses and bus drivers to transport our kids safely. And more space to conduct in-person instructions and more protective equipment, school cleaning services, physical. I want to replay that because what he's really talking about are more union members, right? More union dues. So what they're doing is, I believe, they want to mandate that each school is going to have to hire more members, You more union members. That's what it's about. Hire more union members and more union bus drivers. And so they want to get something out of it. Now, they're saying, oh, because of COVID, we have to have smaller class sizes. So they're going to, I think they're going to mandate, folks, even more money is going to go into the schools. 
hear this again. This was this didn't picked up a lot yesterday. I don't know why, but this was President Biden. Essential things like more teachers to reduce class sizes, more buses and bus drivers to transport our kids safely, and more space to conduct in-person instructions and more protective equipment, school cleaning services, physical. Now, I don't know why the media did not pick up more on that, because I think it's pretty I think that's pretty substantial. It's pretty important. It is a lot of substance there. Um, The fact that how is it that you have all of these children that are back in school? Think of last August, right? Think of last August where you had this situation of the teachers making out their wills. And carrying the little, oh, it was terrible. How about there were protests where they were carrying tiny little caskets, scaring parents that this was going to happen with all of all these children were going to get it and they're going to, and it's selfishness and yet all of that. I mean, that none of it happened. None of it. The schools were not super spreaders. You would think that that would be good news. But that's not the way it worked out, was it? No, it wasn't the way it worked out. It worked out, thank God, God is good, that the schools are not super spreaders. They they were not. The classrooms, it turned out, were very safe for children to go into. However, that still didn't stop the Biden administration from basically just being complete puppets. And you have many Rhode Islanders with underlying conditions still waiting to be vaccinated. Still waiting. So you're going to start to vaccinate teachers that are 25 years old, 26 years old. They're going to be vaccinated ahead of these people that have had different illnesses. And if in fact that they were to come down with something that it could be very life-threatening. I want to play, um, this is some sound of last night, Governor McKee talking to reporters as he uh, left the State House. So, folks, that was Governor McKee last night. He came out. He didn't throw anyone out of the out of the state house. It wasn't on gender. It was nothing like that. Nope. No, that's not what was going on. Instead, you know, he's he's greeting the media today. There's going to be some kind of a public ceremony coming up on Sunday. But that didn't stop social media and these people starting this narrative that a young female reporter who took to social media to tweet out, I have been thrown out of the state house. And was are you the Providence Journal's allowed there? And I, uh, yeah, excuse me. They they decided to make it like pool coverage, much like the Secretary of State. So now here is Governor McKee talking to Channel 12 a short time ago. First full day in office, and he is saying it's his priority to vaccinate all teachers need to be a lot quicker on that here we go so and then as far as the teachers i've been pretty public about this for the last couple of weeks in fact uh we made a, an announcement uh you know uh, uh several weeks ago that we need to make that a priority right now rhode island is one of the few states in the country without a plan to vaccinate teachers that's wrong we need that we need to be a lot quicker on that a lot faster on that there's all the benefits that we're going to get from getting teachers in the classroom, as I just explained, getting kids in the classroom, getting kids educated, that's a top priority. So teachers are going to watch this, and they're going to say, is it a matter of days when we can expect to change to sign up at the state level? They can at CVS and Walgreens, but those spots are gone now. Yeah, so I think you're going to see a plan that's going to, uh, what, what the goal is, is, is President Biden's goal, right? To get first shots in the arms of people before the end of March. So that that's my goal. 
Well, we'll, we'll, we'll do everything we can to meet that. Supply will, will matter. But we've got all our municipals. We just saw a municipal um, uh, you know, vaccina vaccination site. They're doing over 600 uh, you know, shots there. They're fully capable of, if we're able to get the uh, supply and, 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 and go to the teachers or re and, and the related staff, we, we have already built the capacity on the local level to get this done. It's just a matter of getting the plan together so you can make sure you execute it in a safe way. So that is Governor McKee today, folks. And again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. So I, I think um, things are really going to start to uh, things are really going to start to go in motion now. Those seven bond questions yesterday. I mean, that is just what a joke. The uh, the amount of people that voted was um, very, very small, as a matter of fact. Very, very small. But the governor's public schedule today, he started off at 1030 in Providence. Then 1130, he visited a small business in Providence with Sabina Matos. 12 o'clock, he was on Broad Street in Providence. 130, so coming up, He's going to sign an executive order at the Rhode Island State House, and then at five thirty, he's going to be in North Providence. So very busy first day uh, for the governor, and um, he also has oh a new Twitter handle. Here we go, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. So there you go. He's got a new Twitter handle um, as the governor. So good for him. He looks like he's having a good day. It's a bright day. And uh, and he is seemingly ready to roll, but there was no uh, there was no business. Then they were starting this thing. Reporters are standing in the parking lot outside the state house. They were told to li listen. They, they says who? Turns out you just heard reporters that were then talking to him about that. Here's the tweet: I've been kicked out of the state house as McKee set to be sworn in as governor a matter of minutes. Wow. Steph Machado at Channel 12. Providence Journal was permitted inside. And then somebody else. Don't understand why or how it was chosen. The Projo and Capital TV provide pool coverage. Well, that's what was done at Secretary the uh, State of the State. Other people at 12 reacting. Oh, not from Cumberland, huh? <laughs> Amazing. Race to the bottom of the most transpa transparent governor just added to the entry. That's not what it was. Another person off to a good start, McKee. Someone else. A little reason. Maybe they're following a, a guideline on crowd size. <laughs> Guys only thing, huh? I love that one. Guys only thing, huh? Very Trumpium of him. More like left cancel culture. This has Gina written all over it, another person says. What are you talking about? See, this starts the, the narrative. They should let you do your job. This, this starts the narrative that there was more to this whole thing when it was a pool coverage thing. Now, folks, again, I've mentioned it. Um, I would like to see, and I want to ask Governor McKee tomorrow, that I would... Uh, I would really like to see, of all the states that Rhode Island could start to mirror, I would, I would say that Texas is a good one. Let's start to, you know, let's be like Texas. Texas and Florida, they're leading it. Let's stand out from the rest of New England. That's a good goal to have, that we stand out from the rest of New England, of being open. The vaccine is here. The weather's getting better. People are going to be outside much more. The variant, the uh, the virus is not as strong as it was. And the heating season is slowly going to become the cooling season. And that's why, folks, on this Wednesday, and again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Um, remember our friends at J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401 351 7600. 401 351-7600, J. Kale Engineering, and online at jkaleengineering.com. 
Call them today. They can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Call JKL today at 401-351-7600. Wherever you can hear my voice, estimates are free. Financing is available. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL Engineering, a carrier factory authorized dealer for over 54 years. JKL's reputation, second to none. Especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction, call JKL Engineering today at 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. JKL Engineering, the original, the best, and remember, they do it right, and they do it right the first time. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this sunny Wednesday. Let me just um, check. Today is Wednesday, March 3rd. Before we talk to our friend Mike Mata, I want to just check. Yeah, I mean, look at this. It's sunny today, uh, sunny tomorrow. Friday, yeah, it gets a little bit colder at night. Sunday's going to be a little chilly, but not that bad. It's going to be nice sunshine for the governor's swearing in. And then next week, you know, there's some rain, but no snow in sight. And uh, right now, it, you know, as long as you have the temperature in the 40s, it just makes everybody feel better. Today is, in fact... It's Wednesday, March 3rd, and the first day of spring is coming up on Saturday, March 20th. So uh, two weeks from Saturday is the first day of spring. And then, you know, all this business that something's going to happen at the Capitol. I I repeat, I just, I don't believe it. I don't think that's going to happen. I know that they're saying there's some chatter, but I... I'll believe it when I see it. There's there's no way. There are still some unanswered questions and more and more. The information seems to point to the fact um, that that Capitol Police officer that unfortunately died, that he died from, he had some kind of an allergic reaction to tear gas and also to pepper spray. So... Uh, But Governor McKee wisely is making COVID the focus of a busy first day in office. So far, his team is doing all the right things. But what a joke yesterday. Rhode Island voters approved seven ballot questions, 400 million in borrowing. It's a lot more than that, actually. Headed to the polls, looked over a shopping list and approved all of them. Of course they did. The most tightly questioned was $107 million for public college construction projects. Just over 100,000 Rhode Islanders voted on the matter. 59,000 agreeing on the question. Um, It's just such a joke. Uh, These projects, folks, they, they, they shouldn't have to go into a bonding the borrowing approved higher education encompasses $57 million to rebuild the universe a URI Fine Arts Center. If they put that out to private bid, you could get it done for under $50 million. But they're going to slap a public labor agreement on it, so it's $57 million. $38 million to renovate Clark Science Building at Rhode Island College. They're slapping a public labor agreement on that. If that was put out to public bid, it could be done for $30 million. And $12 million to renovate classrooms and spaces at CCRI. Again, they're slapping a public labor agreement on it. So the unions get the business. Private enterprise can't even bid on it. Private contractors. That project, I was told, could be done for under $7 million. But instead, they slap a public labor agreement on it and they juice up the cost. Wow. Uh, let's see. $6 million to dredge the Providence River. $4 million borrowing to continue park building on former 195 land downtown Providence. Uh, $2 million infrastructure along the Winnesquatocket River. That's just, you know, whatever they're doing there could probably be done for $100,000. Uh, $33 million state beaches, parks, campgrounds. Of course they are. And then, um, let's see... Tara Pinsky, former Republican Party official, was doubtful of that as she left the polls. Rhode Island is be paying projects for generations. Of course they are. The state can afford the borrowing if that's what the voters want. Ah, what a complete waste of money. All right, let's get um, 
I want to get, folks, we're going to call, get him on the phone right now. He is uh, our friend Mike Mata, who he has something uh, very interesting project that he's going to be part of, that he's going to be doing tomorrow night. And he is the one, Mike Mata was the one behind the Soprano Con, and he's got a very special project that he's going to be uh, unveiling uh, tomorrow night. And we're going to get him on the line right now at 1.30 on the uh, John DePietro show. Again, we were scheduled to speak with uh, Mike Mata. Oh, and we're suddenly not getting Mike Mata. We had a set thing to speak to him, and for whatever reason now, we're not reaching him for whatever reason that might be. And I'm not sure exactly what happened. Oh, and we're not getting him. So that's odd. So let me do this. I want to play um I want to play some of the sound of you know who was uh terrific yesterday was Senator Ted Cruz. I meant to mention this. He did give a very uh, compelling argument. He did take to the floor and talk about the situation with with uh with China and why he was going to be voting against Governor Mundo. And by the way, Texas Senator Ted Cruz, he did vote. He did vote. But I also want to play this. Listen to that governor of Texas who was just uh, terrific yesterday. Executive orders. Effective. Ne- I'm sorry, folks. This is uh, Wednesday. This is Governor Rapp. So today I'm issuing a new executive order that rescinds most of the earlier executive orders. Effective next Wednesday. All businesses of any type are allowed to open 100%. That includes any type of entity in Texas. Also, I am ending the statewide mask mandate. So today, I'm issuing a new executive order that rescinds most of the earlier executive orders. Effective next Wednesday, all businesses of any type are allowed to open 100%. That includes any type of entity in Texas. Also, I am ending the statewide mask mandate. So today... I'm issuing a new executive order that rescinds most of the earlier executive orders. Effective next Wednesday, all businesses of any type are allowed to open 100%. That includes any type of entity in Texas. Also, I am ending the statewide mask mandate. So today, I'm issuing a new executive order that rescinds most of the earlier executive orders. Effective next Wednesday, all businesses of any type are allowed to open 100%. Folks, again, it's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Remember, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 272-3340, 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. Now, I want to give you the latest on the vaccine, and I know a lot of people are concerned about that. Again, just a reminder that tomorrow is, in fact, the uh, the COVID briefing. We're going to be covering that. Let's listen to those. This is uh, the latest now on uh Governor McKee earlier today. Why start with those locations? Some of your first actions. Well, I think that it's really important that you get your feet on the ground in, in the communities. Uh, every community is important, all 39, and the communities that make up the community. So we'll be we'll be out around Rhode Island in the next couple of days, many different ways. But today, you know, we want to make sure that we know that certain communities have been impacted more than others uh, during this COVID. 
in our high density communities, our minority communities, our, our communities of color, they, they, uh, they've got infected at higher rates. So we want to get in a community like this and say to people, look, get your vaccination. We're going to get this going. We're going to make sure that you're going to get vaccinated, keep you safe. That messaging is going to be very important, whether it's at, at like a John Hope settlement, right, the people that are there, or going to a small business. That small business sees hundreds of people every week. They can deliver that message. And then the Reverend here, Reverend Mercedes, he's a, he's a champion for the people. So it was done in a way that we knew that people were going to hear from the people we visited from, right? I've been talking to you for the past couple of weeks building up to this moment about uh, possible changes in vaccine distribution. When can we expect any changes or announcements from you, whether it's teachers or the like? Well, I think you've already seen the changes that I've, that I've you know, strongly recommended, right? The, the high levels of inventory that were being held. Uh, those are starting to get in people's arms. You can see that we've gone from, you know, last in, in vaccination, uh, you know, uh, people getting shot in the arms of the inventory to almost like the top 20 now. We're going to keep on rising up that level, right? We're going to keep on rising to a level where we're doing things as well as we can. But um, so, and then as far as the teachers, I've been pretty public about this for the last couple of weeks. In fact, uh, we made a, an announcement, uh, you know, uh, several weeks ago that we need to make that a priority. Right now, Rhode Island is one of the few states in the country without a plan to vaccinate teachers. That's wrong. We need, we need to be a lot quicker on that, a lot faster on that. There's all the benefits that we're going to get from getting teachers in the classroom, as I just explained, getting kids in the classroom, getting kids educated, that's a top priority. So teachers are going to watch this, and they're going to say, is it a matter of days when we can expect a change to sign up at the state level? They can at CVS and Walgreens, but those spots are gone now. Yeah, so I think you're going to see a plan that's going to, uh, the goal is, is, is President Biden's goal, right? To get first shots in the arms of people before the end of March. So that, that's my goal. We'll, 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 we'll do everything we can to meet that. Supply will, will matter. But we've got all our municipals. We just saw a municipal um, uh, you know, vaccine, vaccination site. They're doing over 600 uh, you know, shots there. They're fully capable of if we're able to get the uh, supply and, 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 and go to the teachers and, and the related staff. We, we, we have already built the capacity on the local level to get this done. It's just a matter of getting the plan together so you can make sure you execute it in a safe way. Are you getting any pushback at the Department of Health in terms of the changes you want to make? I mean, there seems to be a reason they did not include teachers when almost every other state did. Yeah, I'm not going to get pushed back. Uh, you know, like I said, this is day one as governor. I may have got a little pushback uh, when I wasn't governor, but I, you know, I fully expect this is going to happen because it's, it's a high priority to get our kids back in the classroom, get teachers back in the classroom safely, and vaccinate them to salvage some of this school year, which we know there's hybrids going on, there's still virtual going on, uh, and then prepare for September. This is when he's preparing for September to make sure that we're fully open in September. And I, know, I know I answered this before, but does yeah. that bump anybody else down, or do you think the flow of vaccine is going to be so great that it won't really make a difference? Or is somebody else... Well, I think you're getting, up, you're getting past that. And I said this early on when I said about the teachers that we weren't going to jump over 75-year-olds. We're into the 65-year-olds right now. This is the time to get the plan out. And then... Again, I think it's going to be very important that President Biden yesterday said teachers is a priority. That matches up with what a priority I've had for the last several weeks. So the other thing in Rhode Island is the underlying conditions people under 65 have not been included. And I know they're kind of worried and they would be in the next group. Do you, do you anticipate them getting bumped down or do you think that's still on track? No, I think that's on track. And I think that, uh, you, remember, supply is increasing. We are, we, we're going to get, this is the one thing that we need to get ready for. That's why we're building capacity. Supply Supply is going to increase rapidly. This is when you do the planning to get the shots in the arm of people, not after you get the supply and then have to wait uh, to get the uh, capacity built up. I just want to ask you lastly, just yes. you've been shot out of the cannon the last uh, few hours here, and it's been a very, very busy start. Has the weight of the office hit you yet? I've got good people out here helping us out. So I, my feeling is you do the very best you can, and I'll do my best. And it's hard work doing your best. And my ask of everybody in the state of Rhode Island is for them to do their best during this time frame. And it's hard work. We know that. But we got to get across the finish line. All right, folks. There is, again, uh, that is Governor McKee. Pretty extensive. I think some pretty answer, uh, honest answers. You know what's interesting that I uh, picked up out of that? And, again, it's 140. On this Wednesday, it's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is dipetro.com. This portion of the program, folks, it's brought to you by Henry Oil. 
Call Henry Oil today. Fill up that tank. Who knows? Still going to be cold. It's going to be cold next week. You want to go with a local oil provider, Henry Oil. Reliable, affordable, fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline. Give them a call, 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200 online, henryoil.com. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Call Henry Oil today. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred. 0200 Since 1947, a family business and tradition, it's Henry Oil. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this sunny Wednesday. We do have a new governor, and we're still waiting. I believe I had heard initially they were saying that Rhode Island, former Rhode Island governor, Gina Raimondo, would in fact be sworn in Sometime, I thought initially I saw a report that it was going to be at six o'clock tonight that the vice president of the United States was going to swear in uh, Governor Gina Raimondo, Gina Marima Raimondo. Now she's no longer the governor of Rhode Island. She resigned last night, but that they were going to swear in officially now as Commerce Secretary. I just wonder if they do some private ceremony that because otherwise right now. She, it's like she doesn't have an office, but this was uh, Governor McKee last the state night. Of Rhode Island, elected onto the place of Lieutenant Governor and pursuant to the Constitution of Rhode Island, succeeding to the office of Governor, do solemnly swear to be true and faithful unto this state and to support the Constitution of this state and of the United States that you will faithfully and impartially discharge all the duties of your aforesaid office of governor to the best of your abilities, according to law. So help you God. Thank you. I do. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Secretary. Thank you very much. Folks, small crowd. It was nice. Looks like his wife, the uh, who is the first lady, by the way. We have uh, no longer have the first gentleman in the state. But Dan McKee's wife, Mrs. McKee, is now the first lady of Rhode Island. And they were sworn in. Very small, private ceremony. People were not thrown out. Instead, it was, um, it was in fact, uh, let's see, I'm also seeing. So they're doing a public signing outside right now. Brian Crandall has a story. Governor McKee signing an executive order on a vaccine to engage cities and towns to work on reducing hesitancy of people to get the vaccine. He's joined by the mayors of Providence, Central Falls, North Providence, and the town manager of Westerly. And in the photo, I see Charlie Lombardi. I see Mayor Lorza. There's the new mayor of Central Falls. And then some of his staff. And then I see that Tony Silva in the photo uh, as well. So Governor Amundo did resign last night. Folks, think of just, I want you to just think for a moment. And again, good afternoon on the sunny Wednesday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. You think back to a, one year ago when we first heard the report that the man from St. Rayfield's Academy had come down, brought the... Uh, coronavirus back from a student trip to Italy and what the entire state went through the month of March and the month of April and then through the summer and then the protests and then the fall and then last night and Governor Mundo battling New York Governor Andrew Cuomo people from New York started showing up in Rhode Island last March escaping the city riding out the whole uh, shutdown and COVID here in Rhode Island dear Lieutenant Governor McKee Upon delivery receipt of this letter, I hereby resign the office of governor of the state of Rhode Island. Serving as governor these past six years years have been the honor of my lifetime. And then she goes through what she claims all the accomplishments. Uh, I've had the opportunity to meet Rhode Islanders every corner of our state. Honor to be called serve as president. I like that. It's an honor to be called to serve as president by the secretary of commerce. Um. So you will serve our state honorably as its 76th governor, Governor Raimondo. Thank you, Rhode Island, for the trust you have placed in me. It's been a privilege to serve as treasurer and governor. Sincerely, Gina M. Raimondo, governor. 
And then it's CC'd to Senator Reed, White House, Cicilline, Langevin, Gorbia, Nerona, Magaziner, and then uh, Chief Justice Sattel, House Majority Leader, the House Minority Leader, Senate Majority Leader, and hey, I don't see, uh, oh, he wasn't there, I don't believe. Um, I don't think um, Joe Sakachi, the Speaker, was not was not there. Um, oh, and then there was a, um, let's see, Governor, let's see, one reader's opinion, 34-page tribute to Raimondo, six years in office. And uh, we did both, and we'll do both here. On the pictures, Marcia, uh, I understand the uh, opinion of uh, and feelings of Ms. Uh, Ruhr. Uh, and you, you are right. You can find uh, hundreds of pictures of me uh, making the same gesture with hundreds of people, women, men, children, etc. You can go find hundreds of pictures of me uh, kissing people, uh, men, women. It is my usual and customary way of greeting. You know that because you've watched me for, uh, let's just say, uh, more years than we care to remember. By the way, it was my father's way of greeting people. You're the governor of the state. You want people to feel comfortable. You want to reach out to them. I, I do it, I kiss and hug uh, legislators. I was at an event in Queens the other day, uh, hugged the pastors and the, the uh, assembly members who were there. So that is my way to do that. However, what I also understand is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter my intent. What it matters is if anybody was offended by it. And I could intend no offense, but if they were offended by it, then it was wrong. All right, folks, that is New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. Now, joining us on the line right now, we seemingly had a minor problem, but we've corrected it. He is entrepreneur, the uh, owner of Skyline. We want to say good afternoon to the one and only Mike Mata. Good afternoon, Mike Mata. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, you can call me John since we know each other. We're <laughs> friendly. So again, don't Thank have you. to. Usually you say sir if you uh, are doing like 20 of these and you have no idea who you're talking to. But we do know <laughs> each other. You know, you've come up with something. You had, uh, as you know, I was a big fan with what you did with SopranoCon. And just as you, that that couldn't have gone better, by the way. And then Thank suddenly you. the pandemic hits. But you're going to introduce something tomorrow night that to me, as far as entertainment, this seems like a, a truly a game changer. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, it's called Virtual Cons. Uh, and thank you, John. Yes, we do know each other. And I appreciate all that you're doing out there. You're welcome, uh, sir. Yeah. so yeah so uh virtual cons as you know i have skyline at water place and i have lola's lounge um which is a restaurant in smithfield and you know during this pandemic time it was crippling you know everything came to a close you know businesses in rhode island as you know obviously weren't doing much um we had to close down and and then we did this big event sopranos con fifteen thousand people at the meadowlands uh, we were prepped and ready to go. We had Mob Movie Con that was going to happen in Atlantic City. Right. And then we had Boxing Con that was going to happen in Atlantic City with wow. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Believe oh. it or not, before they fought. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And we had to kind of we had to step back and say to ourselves, OK, what are we going to do as a company? Our industry is hurt the most out of all of this. And I, it just came to me. I said, you know what? We're going to do an app and we're going to do an app. That brings the convention space to you, uh, but 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So we took everything that people love, meet and greets, shout outs, um, autographs, um, learning from the different celebrities. And we put it all into one app. And what we did was we kept it separate. So, you know, Comic-Con has such a great um, following out there. And what we did is we took that model and what we did is we honed in. So obviously Sopranos Con is very Soprano focused and Mob Movie Con and so on and so forth. That's how the app is built. So it's building communities, people all over the world that like these 
um, events and they go into the app and, and they get to do a ton of things, chat rooms, forums, buy tickets to other live cons when we do open live cons, virtual cons, you know, which is a virtual experience where people can go all over the world and just tune in. Uh, and instead of having to go live, um, they could do uh, virtual. So we're very excited about it. We launch it tomorrow. Um, it's our world headquarters is here in Rhode Island. You know, again, we're creating jobs and, uh, you know, we, we're going to change the landscape for sure. That's going to come out of right out of a little roadie. Now, folks, we're speaking with the uh, one and only Mike Mata. And just give people an example of what might be one of the first ones. And, and just like, how does it work? What's one of the first ones that you might do? So we, we are going to launch tomorrow with uh, Sopranos Con, okay. um, which we have 50 Sopranos stars that are going to be in the app. Um, so you can go on. It's a free app. You join um, and you do meet and greets. Uh, you pick a time and date that's available with the celebrity. This has never been done before the way we're doing it. It's recorded. You get to talk to them and you get to actually, you know, have a conversation about your top movie or or sports. Um, so we have Sopranos Con. We have Mob Movie Con. Well, let's Boxing just stay, Con. stay with the Sopranos. Sure. So okay. just like you, I'm a big fan. I know it's your favorite show of all time. Yes, um, give me an sure. example. Like, who's someone that's going to be participating in Soprano Con? So we have Federico Castelluccio who played Furio okay. in the Sopranos. So let's stick with Furio. So yeah. I say I want to talk to him about some of the episodes and talk to him a little bit. What, yeah. When does that happen? Great question. So you oh. go on the app. I go on the app. In, okay. Yep. And what you do is you sign up for a uh, to be a member. And then what happens is you go on to Federico's page. So you'll see all the cast members. You'll go on Federico's page and you can do a few different things. You can oh. meet meet him. Um, and what will happen is it'll give you slotted times and dates that'll let you go on at that time. So, for example, it could be Thursday at nine o'clock. Oh, wow. Then what will happen is um, he has the app on his side wherever he's traveling in the world. Yep. And the two of you will be on almost like a Zoom call, but it's our really? own version. Wow. And, uh, and then you're talking to them. So you have five minutes and you talk to them about the show, talk to them about whatever you want. And then it's fully recorded. And as soon as you get off that call, um, it's rec- it's recorded and it's sent to your email. So then you could post it on Facebook, and it's a beautiful keepsake. Wow! You-, you have is you could also do a shout out. So let's say, sure, John, one of one of your daughters loves Federico, yep. loves Sopranos. You could go on there, you fill out your information, you say what the occasion is, and then within three days, uh, you'll have a recording from Federico Castelluccio. Uh, in your email. And again, this could be sent out as a gift. It could be a joke. It could be a lot of different things. Uh, you put it on social media. Uh, and then the other thing is most people don't know Federico is actually a master artist from Italy. Um, so he's actually going to have a classroom setting where you can go and learn um, art from him. And you take three classes. Um, they're 40 minutes slotted times, uh, one per week. And at the end, you get a certificate of completion. And now we have this all, you know, to the 50 celebrities that we have on The Sopranos, but then we have everything. But let's, let's just stay with The Sopranos for just for, just for a moment, Mike, since we're on that with, with uh, Federico, who who played, um, what was his character on The Sopranos? Furio. Furio, okay. Furio so Junta. I'm going to, so the, the I can talk to him for five minutes. I see him, he sees me. Yes. How soon does that happen? So when does so then I get a, a notice from the app? I'm just trying to understand it. That yeah. says, okay, uh, next Monday at nine o'clock in the morning, yep. he's gonna you zoom in through the app and so forth. Now, is there a cost to the app, or is there a cost with that, or how how does yes. this work? So the app is free, and then there's wow. a cost for the shout outs and meet and greet. Okay. So you could do things like the forum and the chat rooms, but you know, for as little as twenty five dollars for some cast members, yep. or a hundred and fifty dollars for some cast members, wow. you can talk to them. Um, and then, like I said, it's it's pretty easy. You just figure out what time slot works for them. Yep. Um, and it's good on the celebrity side as well because they could be traveling all over the world, but they get to stay in touch with their fans. Um, and this is just it's a game changer. It really is. People love celebrities you know like you said sopranos is my favorite show so our objective with virtual cons is to build experiences that people you know will love to have you know this doesn't just mean virtually we'll also continue to do live conventions we just purchased tony soprano's truck actually literally 10 minutes ago 
the white Escalade truck that oh, was in yeah. the TV show. Yeah, right. we just bought that. Wow. So we'll allow people to take pictures in it. You know, we're going to have Federico one day driving, and you can buy a package to go with him, and he'll take you to the different sites in New Jersey. So a lot of very cool stuff. All right. Now, Mike Mata, how can people find the app or find out more about it? So tomorrow they can go to virtual cons c-o-n-s dot com so virtual cons dot com and they can get on the app uh they could download it from the apple store the android store and that's it so if you're him if he wanted to he could basically just sit there all day talking to the different people i mean if they want to they could just and they can schedule at different times and that's right and or at the convenience if they're working on another project or whatever it may be but if someone wanted to, and some of the people that are more popular than others, this could just be every day. They're just talking to fans for a few minutes. So then who knows? Maybe they say, I'll talk to you next week or, That's you know, right. then that type of thing. This is incredible. Listen, congratulations. It sounds very exciting. And I look Thank forward you. to uh, when you can kick it off and start to have these in person again. That sounds yes. like it's going to be dynamic. But in the yes, meantime, folks, leave it to Mike Mata. Hey, give a plug. <laughs> Uh, I've heard a lot of great things about Lola's. Give the address and uh, and when people can uh, stop it and taste some of the delicious food. Thank you. So Lola's Lounge and Canteen is located in Smithfield, Rhode Island, 55 Douglas Pike. And then we have our Skyline at Water Place at One Finance Way, Providence, Rhode Island. Yep. And what about thank Sky- you, John, for being so Oh, yeah. You're and, always and a very supportive. 100%. And I'm sorry, I have another conflict, so I can't attend tomorrow night. I'd love to see my friend Vinny Paz. I'd love to see anybody yes. after what we've just <laughs> been through, as a matter of fact. Yes. But uh, what about Skyline? Are you up and uh, operating again, or is this slowly now, over the next several weeks, things kick back into hopefully normal? Yeah, with the news, you know the news of oh, yeah. uh, what happened yesterday <laughs> with the governor. I'm hoping that, you know, uh, the new governor, Dan uh, yes. McKee, I think he's going to be a, a big advocate for businesses. Oh, yeah. uh, tomorrow we're kicking it off. You know, I told my team yesterday, Great. you know, a lot of them have been hurting for a year. Oh, it's almost terrible. One year. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, I have a lot of faith and tomorrow kicks it off. And we're ready to go. Water fire, concerts. Weddings. Let's do yeah. it. We're ready. That Let's do is it. great. Mike Bond, I'm very happy for you. Give out the addresses again, how people can uh, find out about the app and someone's uh, listing and say, boy, that sounds interesting. I want to check it out. How can, what can they download? So they could go to Facebook. They can go to virtual cons uh, and learn about everything. And if there's still some spots, if they want to come tomorrow, we have Armana Sante from Gotti. We have Federico Castelluccio, we have Vinny Paz, we have Patrick Paz. Tons of celebrities coming tomorrow, Red Carpet Affair. Uh, come down, learn more about Virtual Cons, but it's virtualcons.com uh, to find out any information. Mike Mata, you've done it again. I will see you soon, and that's a promise. Yes. Good luck tomorrow night. Thank you. All, All right, right. Now. folks, there it is, Mike Mata. That's, uh, I'm glad to hear that things are uh, working out. Well, folks, listen, stay tuned. It's John DePietro. Enjoy this um enjoy this sunny wednesday we're back tomorrow at 11 o'clock and 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 i will be at the briefing tomorrow this will be governor mckee's first covid briefing as governor stay tuned you're going to hear the two o'clock news and then you're going to hear the john john dion program remember go to my wnri winsocket wnri